with authenticity. It's building that relationship. It's about the value. Because you want to make that impact. It can make you happy. Elevate others around Welcome us. to the Selling from the Heart podcast, your home for authentic, effective, and socially integrated sales strategies to help you master the art of selling. Join your co-hosts, Larry Levine and Daryl Amy, along with some of the world's best sales thought leaders and practitioners as we explore ways to help you grow your sales. Hello and welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co-host, Daryl Amy, here today with Larry Levine. Hey. Going on, Larry. You know, I, you know, I am so fired up for this podcast. There is so much stuff happening in the selling from the heart community, Daryl. I just don't even know where to begin. It really is an incredible time right now, and this is a great start to the year. We're coming off the heels of the 2021 Authentic Selling Challenge, which was far exceeded any expectations I had. The friendships, the network, uh, the community that's come out of that is fantastic. Everyone that's um, that we get to hang out with in the Selling from the Heart Insiders group and that deep dive in the intensive. So much going on right now, Larry. And it is, uh, it's such a good time. It's such a critical time to do the deep work of nurturing and building not only our internal capacity, but also our relational network. Today's guest is going to give, uh, I, I'm so excited about this conversation today. But Larry, um, I just want to say that, uh, I've never been more excited going into a year. I now know we're already in the month of February, but there's so much motion right now for authenticity and saying, hey, you know what? I'm, I'm willing to do what it takes uh, to bring, be authentic, to develop authentic relationships, authentic value, take the action right now. It's really cool to see what people are doing and to be a part of it. Yeah, it is. And, um, you know, if we if we look back last year, Daryl, there, there was a lot of words, right? I mean, we, we probably can do a whole podcast on the most overused words and the most overused phrases from 2020. Yeah. But but when it comes to authenticity and caring and bringing deep appreciation for people, I've gone to said numerous times that authenticity is a lifestyle. It's not a light switch. Mm hmm. And, you know, here at Selling from the Heart, we believe it's a lifestyle. It's not just something that you wake up one day and say, hey, guess what? I think I'm going to try this today. And if it works, great. And if it doesn't, I'll go back to kind of doing what I was doing, whatever that is. But it's transformation, right? There's a word that we used a lot last year as transformation. Well, that transformation starts with the internal transformation that you must go through to lead that lifestyle. It certainly does. And uh, by the way, if you're new to the Selling from the Heart podcast, welcome. You have joined a growing community of sales professionals that are dedicated to being genuine, being authentic, adding real value. We call it Selling from the Heart. And as we begin today, I want to give a quick shout out to our good friends over at BombBomb. Bomb. Thanks for being friends of Selling from the Heart. And thank you for giving us a tool that, uh, that we're all using right now to, to really uh, put a face behind what is faceless in so many ways. Um, and that's leveraging video to communicate with our networks, our prospects, our clients, our friends. It's so cool, Larry. Yeah, you, you know, it, it was interesting. We were, Daryl, you and I were on a conversation not too long ago, and somebody talked not only about blind communication, mm -hmm. but just how everyone's hiding behind it. 
what better way to bring the best version of yourself forward and tug on someone's heartstrings where they can actually see you. They can sense the conviction and the passion behind your voice. You can't do that behind a keyboard. No, you can't. And we've got uh, some ideas and tips around that from our friends at Bomb Bomb. And we queue up Ethan, and then we're going to dive into an incredible conversation. To sell from the heart is to rehumanize your business. Hi, my name is Ethan Butte, and along with my good friend Steve Passanelli, I co-authored Rehumanize Your Business. And when Larry and Daryl were kind enough to host me on the Selling from the Heart podcast to talk about Rehumanize, we were instantly connected. And it's because we have something very important in common, and I probably have it in common with you too, and that is a strong, strong preference for authenticity honesty, and sincerity throughout the sales process. Not just hitting the number, but hitting the number in the right way, in a way that we can be proud of, and in a way that makes our customers want to come back again, and come back for more, and come back with a friend or a referral or a recommendation as well, right? We want to sell from the heart, and something that can help you do that, something that can help you connect and communicate with people in a way that allows them to feel your sincerity is bomb bomb. BombBomb allows you to reach out with videos instead of faceless digital communication. Simple webcam and smartphone videos in emails, in LinkedIn messages, in Slack messages, in text messages from Salesforce, from BombBomb, from Gmail, from our mobile app. So many different ways to do it. And it's all available to you two weeks, no credit card information required, absolutely free at BombBomb.com slash heart. That's B-O-M-B, B-O-M-B dot com slash heart. I know you'll enjoy it. And more importantly, I know that the people you reach out to will enjoy it as well. Try it free today. Awesome. Oh, yeah. So, so good, Daryl. So good. Well, I hope everybody will take the bomb bomb challenge and I hope that I will be one of the recipients of one of your first. <laughs> it's going to be fantastic. Check it out. Bombbomb.com slash heart 14 days on the house. I definitely want to give it a try. Speaking of uh, nurturing networks, building relationships, uh, Larry, why don't you inter- introduce our guest today and, and let's dive into what's going to be a fantastic conversation with Scott Schilling. Uh, from the very first day I met Scott Schilling, and there's one day I'm looking forward to personally meeting Scott. But it was from a it was a it was a mutual introduction from a mutual good friend of ours. This person said you need to meet Scott. And we both reached out. We shared some messages back and forth on Facebook. We had a conversation. We set it up for 30 minutes and we both looked after an hour and said, where did the time go by? And if there's anybody that epitomizes selling from the heart and nurturing networks and bringing a servant mind to the forefront, it's Scott. And Daryl, I said, you know, we have to have Scott on the podcast. You guys are in for a treat with Scott Schilling. Scott, welcome to Selling from the Heart. Thanks, Larry. Uh, Hey, Daryl. You know, just excited to be here. Looking forward to some fun. It's going to be a great conversation today. And and, uh, as everyone's getting out their pen and notepad, (laughs) a lot here, um, I want to ask you the question, Scott, that every guest on Selling from the Heart answers. And that's this. What does it mean to you to sell from the heart? Well, I think it's really actually pretty simple. It's become an asset to everyone you meet. ASSET is a five-letter acronym for a spontaneous servant every time. Start your, your relationship, start your first interaction with being an asset. How can I be of service to you? 
Uh, it's one of the things that I've trained uh, my sales forces and sales forces for years and years and years. You know, people walk into a retail store. Can I help you? Nobody wants to help you. You know, it's how can I be of service to you? See, it, it creates a different feel from the beginning. And when you're an asset, you're there to be that, um, you know, be off, uh, be the authority, but also do it with authenticity. It's done for all the right reasons. It's so, it's so good, Scott, because in the at the end of Selling from the Heart, there's a manifesto. And yeah, for those who want to check it out, you, you can download it off the Selling from the Heart website as well. But there's a sentence in the in the manifesto that says this, and it ties exactly in with what you just said. And I always say, Selling from the Heart champion leads with the heart and not the wallet. It goes right back, Scott, what you said. And that's a, that's a fantastic acronym asset is we must be thinking about that with every interaction that we come across with clients, with prospects right. out in the marketplace. And I'll even say out in the community. Yeah. I, I say it this way. Sales is not an intellectual tactical process. It's a strategic relational heartfelt process. It's the matching of the hearts. If I, you know, people make sales so hard, it's four words, identify problem, provide solution. If, if I can meet with you at a heart level and say, Larry, Daryl, if you could improve one thing in your situation, what would it be? You're going to come to me with a, with a response that's a heart-driven response to me, mm -hmm. which then I can serve you at that level right out of the block. So we have the ability as sales professionals to actually help put our prospects into that heart space right away. I love the mindset. And I, you know, going back to, uh, we were talking before the show, we were talking about the reality that only a small percentage of people that you talk to in any given day, probably in the single digits, need immediately needs what you have to sell. But you said that everybody virtually 90%, maybe nearly a hundred percent needs something else. Unpack that for us. Yeah. I mean, my, again, one of the, one of the points that I train on consistently is the chances of you needing what I do at the moment we meet is maybe 5%. Mm -hmm. But the chances of you needing to know someone I know or something I know is more than likely 90 or 95%. So therefore, become that asset, become the hub to their spoke, right? If I can become the hub in the situation, it's amazing what can happen going forward. And so I want to be the clearinghouse mm -hmm. for all things necessary. Uh, I tell stories, in, again, in trainings where I had a gentleman one day said, how can I be of service to you? And he called me afterwards and he said, were you serious about that? I said, absolutely. He said, good. I need four tickets to Jewel. I said, you don't look like a Jewel kind of guy. He said, it's not for me. It's for my daughter and my granddaughter. Right. They're the fans. I said, so you're calling me for four tickets to Jewel? Yeah. Well, the story goes on and it's actually pretty hilarious. We don't have time for it all. But the point <laughs> is that, that, Am I in the jewel ticket business? No, I am in the satisfying the needs, wants, and desires of the person I'm talking to business. 
And if that's what that is at that time, then I am in that position. You know, they used to say that we're, there are six degrees of separation. With the internet, with everything today, if there's two degrees of separation, I'd, I'd be shocked. So again, it's actually modified my approach over the years in that, you know, I'll flat ask, who would you like to meet? Who do you need to know? How could your business be served if you met a certain person? And it's amazing what happens when you ask those questions, how it changes the interaction. People can feel the desire to be of service. It, and it's and here's what I like about what you just said, Scott, and it goes back to mindset. And I'm a big mindset believer in this is those in sales, they need to switch their mindset from going, what can I get from Scott to what can I give to Scott? What can I learn about Scott? And leave it at that. But it's that whole, when, when we lead with what are we going to get first, mm -hmm. it's painfully obvious in our posture, in our conversations, mm -hmm. how we position it, what happens next. It's a simple little twist, but yet, Scott, it's so difficult for a lot of people to transition to. Well, I, I'll give everybody an opportunity if they want to write this down and take this and put it into practice. They'll find how much easier this really is, Larry. And that is, as a sales professional, I don't ever want to sell you anything. But I always want you to buy a lot from me. Therefore, it's my responsibility to create an environment for you to want what I have. And how do I find out how to make you want what I have? It's simple. I dig into you and your needs, your wants, your desires. If I can understand what those are, I can then create the environment where what I'm representing is potentially the right choice for you. I like it. I like the mindset. And, and this is you know, I think part of this as sales reps, it's, it's like Larry said, you know, this is taking the focus off ourselves, first of all, but it's also zooming out a little bit because I think as sales reps, we get very focused on our product, our quota, our needs, or our, you know, even that in the context of the client. But what you're advocating is saying, hey, let's zoom out and let's think about, you know, what can I bring to the table that's going to be helpful to them beyond just the product service or solution that's on my price list or order form. Exactly. You know, one of the, I, I teach hockey stick growth. Well, what does hockey stick growth start? A flat line. It starts mm -hmm. with the blade. It starts with setting the premise in place of service, of over delivery, of under promising, of all those different things. And what you find is there's a, a time where the, the client tends to want to verify that mm -hmm. you actually mean it mm -hmm. because somebody else has maybe techniqued them and it hasn't worked out that way. But what you'll find is if you can get through that period of time, it's typically 30, 60, maybe 90 days, but then all of a sudden it starts on that, straight diagonal up you know to the go right. to the growth <laughs> up and to the right and up and to the right hard yeah right and over an extended period of time with ultimately less effort mm -hmm. see if if 
people truly understand you're coming from your heart. When, when, when I have interactions with people working to purchase what I'm offering, it's simply a matter of asking questions, answering questions, asking questions, answering questions, putting in the solution, offering it up for consideration with a very shortened time frame because of the integrity of the process. Mm-hmm. And as you add, add authenticity and integrity to the process, it actually shortens time frames, raises margins, yes, and lessens objections. Hey, Daryl, it goes. Uh, this is so good. It goes back to uh, I have flashes of Mark Hunter right now flashing through my head because on That's previous, primary. no, no, it's all good. It's all good because you know how much we love Mark Hunter. But he he spoke not too long ago when he came on our show. We spoke about integrity and trust. Mm-hmm. And, well, and, and it ties directly, Scott, into what you're just saying. Well, it, so people do business with those they know, like, and trust. If I don't know you, I don't like you. And if I don't <laughs> like you, I don't trust you. Right. In order to do business with you, I have to trust you. So let's unpack this in reverse. The first thing that I have to do is get you to know me. And that takes time. And whatever your amount of time for getting to know me is, is okay, because that's your time frame. Then you need to get to like me. And you don't have to love me, but you can li- You got to get to like me. Because the only way we're going to get to trust is if you at least like me. Now, what I want is respect, love, and think I hung the moon status. Mm-hmm. See, I don't want no like and trust. I want respect, love, and think I hung the moon. Okay, keep it going, Schilling. You got me at love. Keep this thing going. <laughs> well, but think about it. If I've got, you think I hung the moon, mm-hmm. you come to me, you say, Scott, what would you use to solve this problem? And I'd say X, Y, Z by this manufacturer. I think now they've got a special at $8.99. Done. Mm-hmm. See, I hung the moon, right? There's no, there's no, comp- but I have earned that over time. Part of the, advantage to be more mature. That's code word for older. One of the advantages I have is that I've done this for a longer period of time. And what happens is those relationships are many times years in the making. People say, Scott, how did you end up sharing the stages with Colin Powell and Rudy Giuliani in front of 25,000 people? It was easy. 10 years earlier, I was asked to do an event, spoke, and then helped the promoter in a way that he didn't think I would for no charge. Five years later, he walked into a room I was speaking in in Sarasota, Florida. I recognized him by name when he came in the door. He said, you remember me? I said, of course I do. Five years later, he was responsible for putting people on those stage. I was a Mm. 10-year overnight sensation. That's right. Now, I would love the sales cycle to be shorter than that. But in that situation, that's what it took. The point is that today's volume is not determined by today's activity. Today's activity determines your volume 30, 60, 90 days from now. Today's uh, volume was determined by what you did 30, 60, 90 days ago. Yeah, or more. And, And so today becomes the demarcation point 
if you want to change your results. Hey, Daryl, it's this is this is such golden stuff because, you know, it's you reap what you sow. Right. Mm -hmm. And and some people might not like the word Scott and Daryl funnel sales funnel. They they might want to call it other names, but that's just call it for the purpose of this explanation. That's just call it a sales funnel. What Scott's describing is the relationship aspect of this. And I go back and I'll say it time and time again. If you want to have an ever flowing sales funnel, you must build an ever flowing relationship funnel. You Mm -hmm. must plant those seeds so you can reap the rewards and the harvest later. Kian, you know, Daryl, I think everyone needs a Kian on that. What Scott had just said is he invested in something 10 years ago that allowed him to do something at the magnitude that he did. I like yeah. it. Well, again, I, I played football at the university of Iowa. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, there's two things in Iowa. There's, well, there's three things. There's soybean, there's corn and there's pigs. Okay. How much soybean and how much corn are they going to harvest in the fall if they never plant a seed? And and how many salespeople go out there and go, I'm just not closing any deals. Nobody's buying. I, nobody's buying anything. They're just, I don't get it. Um, you kind of forgot to till the ground and plant the seed. You I know, love it. Nature actually gave us the selling cycle. It's the exact same as growing a plant. I like that mindset. And I think, you know, I come back to this concept of the asset. I'm very, I'm fascinated with, with not just the acronym, which I hope you'll repeat, but also (laughs) the, um, I'm fascinated with the concept as a salesperson, you know, sometimes I think, especially that, well, any sales rep, but certainly some of the people that are new into the, into their industry. And, you know, we go, well, I don't have any assets. What assets do I have? I don't have any money. I'm broke. (laughs) That's why I got in sales. And, you know, you look, you go, I don't have any assets, but the reality is in, in, in this world, we have the relational assets that we can bring to the table. And then the other thing I would say in in, any, any sales position, we cross pollinate ideas all the time. We're talking to people in all different environments. So not only do we have the relationships, we also have value ideas that we can bring to the table just because of the nature of the cross pollination of what we do. And I like, you know, I think this is so spot on right now. The question that all of us, um, you know, should be asking ourselves is what assets do I have that I can bring to the table? And relationally and value-wise, there's a lot. You get far more than you'd ever dream of. And so this is a writer downer. (laughs) Hopefully everybody understands what I mean by that. What I'm about to say here, write down. This will help you. It's a writer downer. So you can, this is a formulaic opening question. If you could improve one thing in your dot, 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 what would it be? Mm-hmm. If it, guys, if it, if you could improve one thing in your podcast, what would it be? If you could improve one thing in your sales, what would it be? If you, you could improve one thing in your product assortment, what would it be? If you could improve one thing in your clientele, what would it be? The point is, every one of those will give me a track to utilize the assets that I have as a as a sales professional. Again, a spontaneous servant. Every time I ask you that question, you know, if, if I say to you, 
Guys, if there was one thing you could improve with your podcast, what would it be? And you come back and say, you know, we'd, we'd really like to do this on a network that blows it across the sky to 10 million homes. I'd say, you know what? The good news is I know exactly the person to call. Boom. Okay, Scott. <laughs> hey, I know why you can't. I know why we invited you on this podcast, Scott. There, yeah, I knew see, there that's, was a reason. That's Darryl, a beautiful example, though, right? You that go is. straight to the heart of, of what's important to that person, and so you know, think, think of it, Daryl. Take it, take it one step further. If you could improve one thing in your life, what would mm-hmm. it be? Man, I wish I I had a better relationship with my kids. Actually, I just want to go to a school concert, but man, nonetheless. Well, but man, I wish I had a better relationship with my wife. Yeah. Man, I, I wish I had more funding so that I could do this. Yeah, man, I wish that XYZ never happened. Well, I can't take away what's already happened, but I can give you an idea for your consideration. Mm-hmm. Do you understand that that the reality is I I teach my students to ask five questions in every situation. What's the lesson? What's the gift? What did I do to create it? How would I modify it next time to make it better? How is this going to serve me the rest of my life? Mm. So now if I'm in a sales situation and somebody throws me out of their office, let's just say, right? Well, what was the lesson? Well, maybe I should have been more prepared. What was the gift that, you know what? He took the time to help me learn something. What did I do to create it? I wasn't ready. I mean, I just wasn't. How would I modify it next time? Study further, understand their business further, do all this. How is this going to serve me the rest of my life? I'm going to share it with other sales folks that are from our company that are going into that so that they don't face the same thing. It's a learning event. It's mm-hmm. all it is. It, it, it's so it's so good, and yeah, I want to I want to go back in the time that we have to networks, Daryl, because I, I I really want to peel this back, and I'm I'm gonna lead I'm gonna lead this up to Scott. This was a this was something that Scott and I peeled back after you know we were mutually introduced, and and it was I can't remember exactly when it was. It could be halfway through our conversation. I knew Scott was a real deal well before I was introduced to Scott because I trust the person that brought Scott to me. And so I started to ask Scott, well, do you know this person? Do you know that person? And by the way, do you know him? Do you know her? And every single time he didn't bat an eye, he said, yes, I do know this person. This is how I know this person. So where am I going with this is I want salespeople out there and leaders to really key in on this is your networks and the relationships that you build that your sales team builds may not pan out right now, this very moment. But it goes back to, you know, now I don't even think it's six degrees. I just say that your best sales opportunity is just sitting right around the corner. It's actually sitting in your network. You just have to unpack your network. But can you just expand upon this just for a little bit as as it relates to how did you develop this? What was that turning moment that you said, you know what, I need to double down on this because and then I'm going to allow you to fill that in? Well, I think a big part of it is understanding that we all have the opportunity to return respect, honor and dignity to the planet. And if you're a professional salesperson, that means 
this is your profession, then act like it, right? That means I'm going to respect everyone that I meet. I'm going to honor them for the task that they're doing. And dignity comes in how I feel about doing the first two. So the reality is you're, you can't tell me I'm really good at sales, but I am terrible at reading minds. I can't tell you when I walk into a dealership or a location that I'm going to present something, who is sitting in front of me at that moment. But I can change their state. People do business. See, there's actually three absolutes in selling. The first is what's in it for them. You got to come from another's orientation. The second is people do business with those they know, like, and trust. But the third is people take action when they're ready. That's the one that upsets everybody and everyone forgets. See, if, if I know that it's going to take trust to get the sale, I need to develop know and like. If I walk into a location and I treat the receptionist out of, without respect, without dignity, without honor, that will get through the building. And so the reality is, if I've got to build trust in order to get the sale, it starts with every person I meet. So my, I mean, I say goofy things. I do goofy things. Somebody says, how are you? Now, do you think they really care? No, they don't. But it's what they're conditioned to say. But my answer is the same every time. Fabulous. And I'll get better. And automatically what happens, it changes their state and says, well, what could be better than fabulous? I said, I don't know. Why don't we talk about that? <laughs> you know, I, walked, I walked up to the counter of an American Airlines a ticket agent one day and she goes, how you doing? Now, do you think she really meant it? No. And I said, fabulous. And I'll get better. She goes, well, that's awesome. How would you get better? And I said, well, if I was sitting up front. <laughs> she goes, I can't do that. I said, I didn't ask you to. You simply asked me what would be better than fabulous. And I said, sitting up front. She goes, you're right. It was my fault. I said, yes, it was. Stop doing that to me. <laughs> and she said, well, wait a second. Let me check. You got six open seats. Would you take one? I said, if you make me. <laughs> now, Love it. does that happen every time? No. But the point is, you know, if you're having fun, tell your face. You know, smile. Have a good time. That's why bomb bomb is so important. Because <laughs> right. it allows you to see and hear and hear the intonation along with the messaging. Yes. We, you know, uh, this product is really awesome. It is going to save you so much money and be so good for you. Well, good. I hope you die. Well, I mean, what is that? All about? <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> the, the point is networks are every single person because you don't know who's going to be who next year. Yeah. Next month, next week five years from now, 10 years from now, it's like the person who was set up the, the lead at the, at the event 10 years earlier became the person who put people on stages of 25,000 or more. And when they said, who's the best speaker not speaking on our stage, they all three wrote down a name, the CEO and he and, and the president, 
They opened it up and all three were my name. Beautiful. I was a 10-year overnight sensation. Again, it's not about that. It's about if that opportunity took that long, that's how long you're working on it. Uh-huh. Each opportunity is as long as it takes to fulfill, period. And I secure relationships. I don't close sales. Oh, there's your mic drop moment. Yeah. Oh, that was good. That's so good. Scott, wanna... what an inspiration. I love well, it. You. I love it. I mean, that's the fun of this, isn't it? <laughs> it is. How do you follow that one, Daryl? I don't I don't know, other than yeah. just to say, um, Scott, we're gonna you first of all, thank you. Uh, on behalf of the audience, second of all, your true selling from the heart, um, friend, champion, all of that. I have a feeling sneaking suspicion we'll be talking to a lot over the coming year. Uh, and uh, I just, I I'll just want to say, that, by the way, and you better. That's right. That's right. But uh, seriously, though, um, in all of it, Scott, thanks for just being an inspiration and being an asset uh, to all of us here today. It's it's a pleasure to get to know you, and, and it's been uh, so much having so much fun having this conversation today on selling from the heart. My pleasure. Anytime. Look forward oh, to it. All right. Wonderful. Thanks, Larry, oh. another just amazing, uh, this one, another rewind. He, you know, he said, get your pen out. I say, get your finger on the rewind button here. Cause there are so many things you'll want to internalize from this conversation. Scott is a fountain of uh, not only enthusiasm, but also sales wisdom. What a, what a gift, a, a, a true gift. And all I can say is you never know, Daryl, who knows somebody. Yes. You never know. And, and what, what's really interesting is let's just think about that for a moment is we get so caught up in the moment with sales mm-hmm. that we forget about the little things. That's right. What Scott spoke about are the little things. And it's I'm going to ask everybody, keep planting the little things. The more seeds you plant, the more conversations you start, the more relationships you develop. Watch what stops happening to that harvest over time. Beautiful. Well, thank you, uh, Larry. Thank you, everybody. It's, uh, as we said at the beginning, it's just such a joy to see the uh, community of authentic sales professionals that continues to grow. Thank you for leaving reviews on this podcast and the platform that you listen to it on, for sharing it with your coworkers. And until next week, keep being genuine, keep being authentic, keep adding real value. Be an asset to your network and most of Thanks for listening to the Selling from the Heart podcast on the SalesCast Network. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. We appreciate your encouraging reviews as it helps us spread the word. As always, we would love to connect with you. So look for us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and your favorite podcast platform. This podcast is produced by our friends at SalesCast. Learn more at www.salescast.co. We look forward to seeing you next time.